What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, May 29th, and you are listening to the 11th episode of the Talking Games podcast. My name is Justin Townsend. I am not Steve Say. We'll get into that in a moment, but first, let me introduce my co-hosts. I am here with my friend slash nemesis, Miss <laughs> Jackie Turner. Hello. The always dependable Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Good evening. And the podcasting machine making his triumphant return, Mr. Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. I have hey. to say, I, I am proud that someone else gets to be Jackie's nemesis while I'm away. <laughs> it makes me very happy, because she have, needs a nemesis. I have gladly taken that mantle. Let yeah. her run amok, and it's just it's not, it's not never well, a good thing. Exactly. You got it once on a Wednesday. Bobby has it in his entire life, yeah, every yeah. single day. It's true. So, well, it's for true. Wednesdays, I'll take over, and I'll <laughs> take that mantle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Steve is not here. He is up in the Great White North, and uh, we are here, and we're going to continue the show. Um... How was your guys' weekend? Good. You guys do anything? Anything fun? See any uh-huh. movies? Play any games? Which yeah. I'm sure we'll get into. I play cornhole. Well, oh, that's a game. That game. It's a game. It's a good game. Yes. I rule at that game. Well, that, that, to, unless you drink wine. <laughs> that and bocce yeah. ball are, are my two outdoor good fun, right? Like drinking slash yeah. barbecue games. But definitely without the wine. Yeah, Jackie is very very good at cornhole. That's not that's not a brag. She's very very good at it. She can have like forty seven beers and still be amazing at it. That's one impressive. night we one night we played. She had like three glasses of wine and she couldn't even hit the board anymore. I fell over the board at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. I think <laughs> that's pretty amazing. It was pretty it was amazing. Bad. It was very messy. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> well, since Steve's not here, we said we're gonna get on with the show. We all did things this weekend. We all played some stuff over the last week, so we're gonna get right into it. Mister Rob, yes. Why don't you tell me what you've been doing for the last week? What you've been playing? Uh, other than my normal Final Fantasy kind of things. Um, I picked up Kirby for the 3DS. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. It's normal platformer, um, just like every other Kirby game. Um, and it is, it's beautiful. Such a beautiful game. It takes use of, of the 3D and kind of puts stuff in the background that you interact with the whole game. So you could just be walking around the levels, absorbing enemies' powers, and like you'll see a guy with like a laser gun in the background, and he'll fire it at you. So you have to take account, you know, everything in the background, as with all the stuff coming at you, you know, right in front of you. Uh, and also, you could just jump up and touch these stars that'll teleport you into the background, and then that now becomes you know, your normal platforming stage. Uh, You know, pretty basic story. You walk up and you find your house sitting up in a bunch of vines and, you know, you kind of go up to your house and you look up and you see DDD's castle up there too. So there's a new nemesis that that has come to to take over. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not that much to the game. Just a fun Kirby game? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. I mean, have you, have you played any Kirby games? I've played, yeah. I mean, I played them... I haven't played one in a while, but uh, th- th- I think the last time I played one was when they were... I was the appropriate age, you know, to play them, because I feel like now they're p- pretty easy. And uh, another thing wrong with the game being easy, but it, it feels like they're kind of... The, 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 the game that is for... Like the people who are just starting to play, you know, video games. A lot they're of the reaching time. for a different audience. Yeah, absolutely, reaching for a different audience, and they're always beautiful to look at. But I just, I don't get 
enamored with the gameplay. I'd rather just kind of play with Kirby like in you know Smash Brothers or something, than uh-huh. and then play with the character in his own games. I remember when Kirby's Epic Yarn came out. That game was gorgeous mm-hmm. and beautiful to look at and beautiful to play, but it was so simple. Yeah, I mean they definitely are simple games, but you know I'd I'd rather throw thirty bucks into a Kirby game than let's say. Like an Amazing Spider-Man 2? Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 60 bucks into an Amazing Spider-Man 2. But in, instead of sitting you know, sitting in front of the TV, fooling around on my phone and stuff, then, then I have something worthwhile to, to play with as I binge watch Once Upon a Time. <laughs> so yeah, the, that was my weekdays. Oh God, I love that show. Me too. I love that show too. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first couple episodes of that show and... Just fell off of it just because got busy or whatever, mm-hmm. and then but mm-hmm. by the time I look back up, what did they just finish season three? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I gotta I've got to dive back it's into fun. that. I liked that show when I was watching it. Yeah. Just yeah, I just started about four days ago, and I'm just about through the first season, and it's it's well worth watching. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So other than Kirby, I went ahead and purchased uh, Watch Dogs today. Ooh, Watch dogs. underscore dogs. Yes. Uh, played about three hours, so you know I'm not gonna rip apart a game that I've, that I've only played for three hours. But but here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but here we go. Late on us. Uh, if if you're expecting next-gen, it, it's definitely not a next-gen title. Mm. Um, I mean, it's on the next-gen systems, to be, to be clear. Correct. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, something as fleshed out as, as Grand Theft Auto was, um, this doesn't even touch it in, mm. in those terms. Do you talk, are we talking story-wise, mechanically, graphically? I give it give give a bit of a description of what you're talking like talking about. Okay, well I can't I can't talk story because like I said I've, I've only, only gone three a hours, hours in. Yeah. Um, in terms of control, it it just feels it feels wonky. Like your character, it it definitely not tight control. So when you're kind of running along and and turning. You you feel the wideness of the turn. It's it's very weird. Uh, and then the the cars forget about. Uh, if if you're used to arcade style racing or even Grand Theft Auto style car handling, not even there. Um, very very long turns. Uh, and then when you power break into the turns, it it. It just slides and slides. It's so weird. It's like you don't even need the cars in the game. To me, I've never played an open world game where the driving was any good at all. No. Mm -hmm. When I play Grand Theft Auto games, they want me to get into a car. I'm like, this now. I I hate this now. So it doesn't surprise me that you even say that. Um, I watched. I mean, I haven't played the game at all. I watched a couple of like I watched the Giant Bomb quick look of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And quickly, what I realized watching it was it's just an open world you know, an urban open world game that has sort of like an interesting, um, like, you know, the hacking mechanic or whatever. That's like just an extra power, kind of a power set for your, your guy. And I just, I don't ever, those games, I never connect with them. You know, they just take, they take up too much. And, and, and I just never, I never get it. You know, I never, I never, um, I, I never, Grand Theft Auto, like I, I play a couple hours of it and I mm-hmm. like what I play and then I just stop because I just don't, is there just too much going on for you? It's not too much going on. It's just I feel like I, I constantly have to kind of like search and go through bad gameplay mechanics to get to the cool stuff. You know, when you do like a Grand Theft Auto mission, let's say, and you, you, you finish a really cool story beat, 
Um, and then they're like, okay, now you have to drive to the other end of the map to, to get to this next story bit. And you get there and like, okay, somebody gets in your car and like, okay, you got to drive some more to get to the next story bit. All of that stuff just, it, it makes me not want to play the games because I just want to do the fun parts of it. I feel like they're scripted moments, especially in Grand Theft Auto V. Their scripted moments were terrific. Yeah. Even stuff where you're driving on the highway, chasing down your yacht. Like that stuff was great. It was just all the other stuff that like almost pulled me out of the experience of having mm-hmm. to drive places. Even though like I kind of did like the driving in that game when you got like really nice cars. I found that was fun. But just like the the mundane stuff was dr- like drove me crazy and I kind of yeah. wish like the heists in that game were great. I can't I really hope that they they announce it for uh PS4 like next gen at mm. E3. That's a rumor. I don't know if I could play through that again though. Yeah, but you put you how many hours did you put into it? Oh, quite a few. Yeah. Uh, I only put like 5 or 6 oh, so I could no, start no, no, again. No, no, no. When yeah. when do we get the when do we get the new games for the new systems? Eventually. I don't want to keep playing the old games on the new systems. Yeah. I want to play the new games on the new systems. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. So, all of your hacking skills you have to upgrade in a skill tree. So everything that you see in like game ca- uh, gameplay footage on like trailers where you put up blockades in the street or change the street light or you know any of those things, you have to get skill points and unlock it in your phone to be able to do any of that stuff. Mm. Raise the toll bridge, uh, open a garage door. So. It, it's a lot of work to do to get such little things, like to open a car door without the alarm going off. Uh, so there, there's definitely going to be a lot of stuff that's just not worth doing in the game. Uh, there's weird little mini games where, let's say, you're hacking to get into a network of computers. It's almost like you're playing Pipe Dream. Mm. You go in and it, a screen pops up and you have to match up where the flow of electricity goes to to be able to unlock to get into the mainframe to then open up a so certain they do area that in of Assassin's Creed Four, right? The, uh, when exactly. You go in and, yeah, you have to like get the little thing to go around the oh, ball yeah, the, and the lock yeah. picking mini game, yeah. right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, there's um, when you're when you're whoever it is in the like modern day. Yeah, yeah. And you have to go in and oh. hack each oh, individual yeah, that's computer. Right. That's oh. right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that part. Those well, parts, yeah. that's what you have to do to almost do the equivalent of going up in like a watchtower in Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. right? To see what you could do oh, in that area, okay. right? Um, voice acting is well. The main character. Have you heard any of his? Stuff a little and, bit, but not too much. Yeah, it's it's very monotone and and like my voice almost. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rob's like, I love this guy. <laughs> this guy me. sounds devilishly handsome. <laughs> and uh, what about the? Have you encountered any of the multiplayer? Yeah. Stuff? Okay. Oh goodness gracious! Good call. <laughs> so you can almost well, you can their version of of is it Foursquare? Is it called? Yeah, yeah. Where you check into certain places. Yeah, you become the mayor of places. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens in the game. You yeah. go to certain Chicago locations. And you check in, and if you check into enough places throughout the day, you become the mayor of that location. You could leave presents there for the next person that checks in to, you know, you could leave money or you could leave, like, drugs or something for them to then pick up when they go and check in. I didn't know about any of this. Mm -hmm. What's the appeal of doing that? So uh, doing anything, any of these games, yeah. <laughs> you know, picking up a, a feather. What's the what's the difference? You know, <laughs> you learn about uh, famous Chicago locations. Mm-hmm. They give you the background on them, okay. and you can score easy drugs. 
mm-hmm. virtual right. drugs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so no, again, no, that your your game system just opens up. A little yeah, exactly. <laughs> dime bag the, falls yeah, out. The disk drive comes out. <laughs> yeah. Have you done any of the hacking on the the NPCs where you're like reading information about them? Yeah, the, the information pops up as you walk by. Mm. So you walk by someone, and it'll say like, "Plays the saxophone." Mm. Uh, and then there are certain people that you can hack. You know, you could take all their money from from their bank account and then run up to an ATM and grab the money out of the ATM. Or if they have like a a blue hue around them, you can hack them and it'll be something malicious. All of a sudden, you'll pop into a text conversation they're having with someone else like, you know, oh, I'm going to go kill that bitch. (laughs) So then you play vigilante and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go find out who he was texting you hack, you figure out where that person's general location is, and you get over there, and you have to stand by to figure out if he really means it, or you know if he's just going to go say f off to someone. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Uh huh. So if you jump in too early and they spot you, then they'll walk away, and you'll be like, okay, maybe they're going to come back and kill the person, and I totally screwed up and jumped in too early, or you know you going at the right time and maybe you did stop something so bum, bum, bum. Uh-huh. so again like i said three hours of gameplay um definitely a rental in my opinion mm. uh but i'll i'll have more on it next week oh yeah but but the multiplayer we didn't really get to talk about it yeah multiplayer i'll i'll go into next week oh, you didn't get into it really no no okay. no one popped into my game yet mm. uh they were having some server issues this morning where uh, people couldn't even get into the game, let alone uh, download it. And I know that the Steam version, they're having tons of, of play issues with the uh, the PC version. A lot of slowdown, and so it, I'm, I'm sure the online stuff wouldn't be fair to even hmm. test out now. Yeah, I mean, the idea of it's cool, right? That people can just come in and out of your game, and, and, and it like instances of... of of gameplay with people who are hacking your game and you're hacking theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the examples I saw when I was watching that Quick Look were pretty interesting, but how you don't actually leave your game and they don't leave their game. You're just kind of in your world and it just so happens that the person's there, so they really kind of integrate the world uh, very nicely, I think. Yeah, uh, I had read that also. You're, I'm sure that you're going to run into people who are being jerks and that in certain instances, they take you out of it on purpose so that way other people can't screw up like... Uh, your story progression once you get to like a, a certain part in the game or whatever and then after you're done with that part they'll open it back up so people can jump in and out mm. but if you were at a certain part of the game and people just kept screwing around with you and screwing up your game I could see how that would be frustrating so it's good that they blocked that out yeah it's the fastest selling game in Ubisoft history right now really yeah really? they just announced that today yeah hmm. I feel like it's the uh, the problem with Watch Dogs is, is that they showed it way too soon and people got way too pulled up when they first showed this trailer two E3s ago People were falling over themselves over the idea, the concept, and so much time has passed and so much um, – I'm not sure if it was originally going to come to um, 360 and PS3 and if that's something they just wanted to add in for sales because of the, that early video looked better than the things – better than it does now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it was – Well, a, yeah, but that's why because they just showed you like five minutes of <laughs> – Yeah, but they, yeah. Even, even graphically, I, I think that when they originally showed it, they were running on like next-gen stuff. Oh, and yeah. then they realized for sure, like, we're going to have to port this backwards. And, like, uh, we're in that, like, uh, mode right now where we're in the in-between. We're getting 
um, cross-platform things, and we're not really going to find that true next-gen experience probably for like another year or so. Yeah, that's my guess. But it seems like year. it would have been a better idea for them just to have pushed this forward. Just in your couple of hours, Rob, pushed it forward and just made it next-gen platforms only. So that way you're not getting held back with whatever limitations that you feel like you're coming across. That's why Rocksteady made the decision for, for the next Batman game. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I think that's going to be the true... So far, that's what, all we've got announced, right? Is mm-hmm. for that, is that is the, really the only thing we've got that sounds like it's really next-gen. Well, Infamous Infamous was next-gen only. Oh, yeah, but I mean just like... What, uh, the, going forward? All the things. like ne- Infamous is definitely next-gen looking, Yeah, but I don't feel like any of the game systems in it necessarily or anything you were doing was anything you couldn't do in a PS3 or Xbox 360 game. True. It was just that it just looked amazing. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's great about it. I mean, Jack, do you have any interest in Watch Dogs? I know it's kind of sort of like oh, your kind of game. No, I was all set to get it until yeah. I spoke to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Hear rent, that, Ubisoft? Borrow it from someone or, or right. rent it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, Ubisoft is one of my favorite studios. Mm-hmm. I love almost everything they've done. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want to play it. Yeah. Speaking of, why don't you tell me what you were doing this week? <laughs> I've done nothing but Rayman again all week. It's the only all- thing I've played. All yeah. Again, so you're going to roll through the game all over no, again. I'm not going to talk about the game. I'm trying to get the platinum, which is ridiculously hard. But one of the things I found is, I think I said to everyone before, I've never really played online multiplayer or, or online with anyone else. I always just play games on my own. I never really appealed to me. So with the PS4, I signed up and I started getting a couple of friend requests. I was like, oh. Okay, so I approved them, and I had one person write to me and say, hey, help me with Rayman. I was like, okay. And basically, you know, he set a really crappy score on one of the uh, daily challenges, and I went in, and he helped me get the trophy for it, and then I did the same for him. I was like, well, it's kind of cool. (laughs) And so last Friday, like Friday night, I think, I was playing the game, and he popped on again, and I don't know who this person is, you know, because you don't. You just approve the friend request. So doing something on Rayman and I was really sucking because I'd drunk a lot of wine. So (laughs) (laughs) we've learned this now. (laughs) Exactly. Jackie can ask you anything. So I was really not having a good time playing Rayman because I was terrible. And I wrote to the person because he was trying to get me to do this challenge. I wrote, I was like, I'm two glasses of wine past my prime. And then I was like, this could be like a 14-year-old kid. I have no idea. <laughs> Welcome to 2005. Right. This is Video Game I with know. Friends. Exactly. It's a whole new experience, but a positive one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's, you know, I always used to, especially with 360, I would ignore any trophies that were multiplayer. I was like, I'm obviously not going to get it because I don't do multiplayer. So now it's like I'm trying to dip my toes in. <laughs> yeah, you didn't accept my, my 360 friend request for like five years. <laughs> I actually, it was two because it said more than two years when I went into. So it could have been five years. Maybe they don't, maybe they just don't yeah. track over two years. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So you know, yeah. that's kind of a. So even though I've only played Rayman, it's kind of a new experience getting mm. to because you know. you're doing it with a friend. Yes, you really yes. love that game. I love that what game. What so is much. The multiplayer game where you shoot the ball. And Comfort. That. Why don't we play that? That's it's, true, it's, yeah. It yeah, is yeah, kind of stupid, true. though. All you do is punch the soccer ball. Yeah, that's, but it's four-player. It's fun. Uh-huh. It is fun. But I there was a trophy for that. So oh. being the sad sack I am, I actually picked up my other controller and turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I could get the trophy. Uh, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. But well, trying to platinum that title is not even funny. Like, <laughs> it's trying to get every single last little thing is insane. Did you print really out a list? You can go in. There's no hidden ones. Okay. So okay. everything, you can go and see what it is. But there's, I mean, there's 700 of these teensies 
and I'm at like 676 or something. But it's, there's a, once you've done all the levels, there's these invasion paintings, which are basically time trials, but with a whole ton of obstacles, things you have to jump. And you have to memorize it because it's the only way. You can't react quick enough to it the first time you do it. You have to memorize the whole thing and you have to do it in under 40 seconds. And I just sit there cursing. Like, if you're outside my house, you'd think I was being attacked because I'm just like <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs. But I'm going to do it. I'm holding on to that game till I do it. How many trophies do you have left? four or five i think i've got quite a few that's pretty good you can you can do it yeah it's just that getting every single one well every time i turn on my ps4 i look and there you are and you're playing rayman (laughs) so i kind of knew that's what you were going to be talking about this week yeah it's all i've played we should say too that this is now a different version of the game than you've been playing right you were playing the Xbox. You beat the Xbox One version. Oh yeah. I, well, yeah. I didn't yeah. get everything though. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. No, okay. I didn't. You know, this time I'm actually trying to because oh, I, I want those trophies. Okay. I right. want. Yeah, I'm trying to play it the whole way through. Okay. I'd finished the game, but I hadn't collected every mm. single thing. But oh, I did finish the Origins version on there though. That's, okay. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that game is immense. Like, there's a lot to do on it, and then also, you want to go back to it because every single day there's a new challenge, and every week there's a new challenge. So, and is there like a trophy for completing X amount of daily challenges or? No, but there is a trophy for getting like the bronze, getting the silver, getting the gold. And I haven't uh, got gold yet. I've gotcha. got silver, but not gold yet. Mm. But I mean, it's, you know, I'll go on and do one of the levels and I'll do it in like a minute 10. I'm like, awesome. And it, you know, gets me the silver. And then there's someone that's done it in 15 seconds. It's like, <laughs> how do you even do that? That's just not even, you know. And for the dailies, do you only get one chance? Like you can't. No, you can go in and play it as many times as you like. And it, you know, basically, if you go in and do it in say a minute ten, and you're the first person to do it, that's going to get you a gold. Then people come on, and more and more people play it, and it kind of changes the oh, so what levels be, it is. Oh, yeah. So you can I go see. in and get the bronze early in the day, and you're fine. And then when you go turn it on the next day, you didn't get anything because your score dropped below. But curve. you had gotten it the one time for whatever but trophy that was. But you don't keep it. You don't get to keep it. But you until. got. The, but you get yeah. the trophy. Yeah. Mm. So. So what you got to do is just you know pretty much set your stopwatch, yeah. wait for it to go, uh, the new daily challenge to come up, and then boom, go. Exactly, and just keep you know keep playing and check during the day. But it makes you come back and play it. So I now, love that uh, game. For multiplayer madness tonight, you brought over injustice. injustice. Yes. Gods Among Us. What I is it? Ultimate like Edition. Yeah, mm. it's, it's whatever the PS4 edition is that you can buy. Like. The physical copy. That game's pretty. Uh, that game's pretty fun. I had it's it for the PS3. Fun. Yeah, and we played it for multiplayer madness tonight, and we did. Uh, everyone got two lives. Mm-hmm. Bobby yeah. ended up on top, the I champion. Did. Yeah, beating Jackie in the finals. I know. Yeah, I Which think I reverse. actually only beat Jackie twice. I think Jackie's the one I beat too. Yeah, yeah. That's good because <laughs> Jackie beat the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I beat Jackie, fair. then I lost to Justin. I didn't lose to anyone. No, I think but you beat. Me. Did you beat Rob? Did I beat you, Rob? Yeah, you maybe that was me. before we started streaming. All right, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Which is funny because Bobby's birthday last year, we had a tournament. We did. Right? Bobby held a Injustice tournament. I did. And I beat him in the semifinal and honestly thought I was going to have a heart attack. I had so much adrenaline. I jumped in the air and my heart was beating out my chest. I was like, I beat him. And then here's what, your cousin or something? Yeah. She like kicked my ass. She did, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't played, a, hasn't played a video game probably in like 20 years. No. My cousin. And she just came out and just kicked your ass. And I kind of looked at her and she's like, she's someone's mom. She's like this nice lady. Yeah. You know, she's like my, my age. Yeah. And yeah, she's just this nice lady. And she killed me. She like destroyed me in the final. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a fun game. It was yeah. a fun game. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 I was I was doing well with Black Adam. I had a good yeah. You were I had some good runs with Black Adam. Yeah, it's cool. The the edition's cool because you have all the DLC characters included in it, so it's pretty nice. Yeah, the story mode in that game is 
pretty awesome. It's yeah. one of the better story modes in a fighting game I've ever come across. Yeah. Especially and, if you're a comic book oh, yeah. nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Like we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story mode, I just kind of went on YouTube and watched the whole thing. Oh, un- really? Unabridged. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like an hour and change of just... <laughs> the movie yeah what i love about injustice though is when you play the story mode it, it's not it doesn't really teach you how to play the game very well because every time you lose a match it downgrades the difficulty of yeah. the of the cpu so i um, mean i remember when i played superman for the first time i just i, I got i got i lost in like 20 seconds and then the <laughs> next one I, I did a little better and the next one i just like he barely even got a hit on me right so it definitely okay, yeah. scales the difficulty yeah. up and down i know people who would put down the controller and just walk away mm-hmm. and then they would lose once or twice and they'd be like all right now i'm ready to go Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of I. I don't really like that. Like, I mean, but I want to see the story. But I want to see the story. Like I would, yeah. if I if I couldn't get through the the like uh, some of the fighters, I just right. wouldn't have finished the story. Yeah, because I I I don't have the time to. I wonder if that's a mode that you could turn on and off. Probably not. I don't think so. Um, it seems like a game mechanic that's kind yeah. of pretty much built in. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat wasn't like that. Mortal Kombat had some bosses. The newest one. Uh, that were just brutally hard. Like you had to cheese them to beat them. Yes. Like when you were when you were facing like Shang Tsung, you'd basically oh, I'd like he was awful. I'd basically just sit there and like as like Liu Kang just like kick him like on his feet for <laughs> for the whole time. I just sit there kicking him in his feet yeah. over and over and over again just to beat him because it was just so fucking hard to Do you beat remember them. Mortal Kombat three? I think it was on the PS two. No, that was, was the second. No, Mortal Kombat three was still like, like Super Genesis? Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember there was a second. I remember the second to last boss looked like a centaur, like but a really ripped one. And it was <laughs> that horrible. was three. Yeah. It was three, right? And mm-hmm. he would jump across the entire screen and kick you in the mm-hmm. face, and you were dead. Yeah. And I just, oh, it was awful. I just yeah. remember spending many hours not being able to do that one. That was the last good Mortal Kombat game before the newest one. <laughs> um, th- there was that one on the Wii, uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon, where it had like motion controls in it. Really? Yeah, and I had... Look, it's not a great game, but me and my friends had a shit ton of fun <laughs> waving our hands around and doing... Because, you, you know, you'd be like, mo- like swirly motions for fireballs and stuff like that. Um, Seems like that's quite the workout. It was yes. kind of a workout, yeah. uh, but it was fun. It was a fun game to play. I wonder if they, with Injustice, that they made it that way a little bit easier for a larger audience to jump into. Definitely. So they probably wanted to get that comic book audience wrapped up. Supposedly, yeah. you know, rumor is that there's a sequel coming. Yeah. There's also awesome. supposedly another Mortal Kombat coming. Yeah, I know. So some good fighting games probably awesome. in the future. Oh, yeah. You want a good fighting game if you play Punch Out on the Wii? Yeah. God, that is exhausting. That was exhausting. <laughs> I. I right? bought that so excited for it, and then I played it for like two hours, and I was like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Bobby, why don't you tell me what you've, uh, you've been up to lately? So, um, I got an Xbox One. Yeah. I got Jackie's Xbox One. Yes. No. <laughs> um, yeah, last Sunday, I guess it was. So, I went and picked it up, and then I went right to GameStop and bought Titanfall. Nice. Um, and another controller. And I uh, I went home and I set it all up and I also I downloaded Super Time Force and Peggle Two um, as well just to have some games on my system. Um, played a little bit with Peggle, just Peggle yeah. again, but that's awesome. It's a good thing to play when you're just you know just don't want to think. Uh, it's awesome. And Super Time Force I enjoyed. And you guys talked about it a little bit, but, a little bit. Um, you know I, I think that it's funny because I, I appreciate when you get to those moments where you actually are using the the, the multiple like clones and the, and the time streams it can be really really satisfying you know when you're setting when you get to that boss and you've got you know 
eight of your clones up at the top on the one red glowy spot and if your clones on the top of the other red glowy spot and you're shooting you know you know grenades on the bottom and then you're rewinding and setting it up again and all of a sudden you have you know 30 guys basically hitting them at the same time and you know this this boss battle that's taking you probably you know you could probably end up taking about you know 20 15 minutes if, you, if you're constantly rewinding the whole length of time um just dies in like 10 seconds you yeah. know and it's very very cool you know i, I think that I still think that sometimes it's a little bit too hard for the the mecha- for the me- to be able to use mechanics effectively. You know, there are a couple of levels I had where it just there was so much stuff going on at once, and I, I the point is to die and I, I I and rewind and do all that stuff, and I like that about it. But it got somewhere where I was getting the, I couldn't even get to the end of the level, and I used thirty all thirty of my rewinds, um, and that was frustrating for a game that I was really enjoying, kind of the puzzle aspect of it, but. Uh, the thing I've been really playing, though, in the Xbox One, I played a lot, a lot of Titanfall. Tell uh, me about it. <laughs> and, you know, we talked about this before, I think, on the first couple of shows, but the only multiplayer online game I've really, really ever gotten into is Halo. Uh, and and that's because I was kind of okay at it, so I enjoyed playing it. And to the point where I would, you know, be in the top half of the leader, you know, the leaderboards after every match. That's which is all I ask for. I I, I don't ever expect to win. I don't spend enough time to be the best at it. But if I can be in the top half, then I'm I'm pretty okay. So my problem always with Call of Duty, which is the games I like. I play all the single player games, and I I dip my toe a little bit into like Modern Warfare Two, um, Black Ops One time kind of uh, um, multiplayer stuff, and got you know decent at it. But the problem with those games is that. A, people spend so much time playing them that, you know, they know the maps backwards and forwards and you kind of, you walk out into the into, out of an alleyway and you're dead in, in, in a blink of an eye. And the, the fact that, you know, you get shot twice and you're gone, or once even, and you're gone, I just, I could never get this, my skills up, to, you know, playing them. Um, and so I, I, I feared that Titanfall was going to be similar for me, right? We played a little bit the first show, I think we played a little, a little very bit. first show, yeah. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, and I thought that it was fast and fun, but I just felt like I'm going to run out there and I'm just going to be dying, 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 and it's not going to be very fun. But I was like, it's the, it's the reason to have the system, really. It's the only game that's out there that I feel like it's screaming, like, this is the reason why you have an Xbox One right now. So I bought it, and... Um, Initially, I had a little bit of trouble with it because I was playing the campaign, and I think at this point, no one's really playing the campaign anymore. So I ended up, you know, on one side with me being like my level three, and a bunch of like other kind of lower level people because it's the it's the kind of good guy campaign, you know, the IMC campaign or whatever. And then um, everybody on the opposite side was like they had prestiged <laughs> ten times already. <laughs> And so I would go out there and I would just, I would barely score any points. I wouldn't get any pilot kills. I, you know, I was still learning the game. So at this point, I was still trying to learn the game. It was a very hard way to do it because I just, I couldn't, I, I didn't have a chance. Was there enough people populating the room each time or were you getting uneven teams at all? Um, the, for, you know, I, the first night I, the first day I played it was a Sunday afternoon. I, I was fine. I tried to play it later that night, I think it was, and it was it was like bouncing me out, bouncing me out, bouncing me out. And the one thing I will say is that I've had some trouble with the server's booting me out like disconnecting really at times it's not it doesn't happen when i'm playing the games but i'm in the lobby sometimes or when i'm like doing my loadouts and stuff it will just kick me out um it's been it's been weird um but th- that's very minimal i mean that doesn't that doesn't it's so easy to get back in and out of things it doesn't really bother me um so that was a little bit of issue and i kind of tweeted about it i was kind of pissed about it and then i was like you know what let me just play regular multiplayer because i couldn't literally at this sunday night could that sunday night, i could not get into a campaign game I literally could not find anyone um, and one of the things I don't like as well is that 
if it can't find somebody in your level of the campaign, it will boot you back into an earlier level. I'm wow. Like, I don't want to play an earlier level. I don't want to keep... Pl- I, the only reason I'm playing this is to get through it so I can unlock the titans that you get for, for beating it. So they, pro- they probably would do that so that way you have a group to keep moving forward with. That's right, the right. That's I can think of. Right, that's exactly why they do it. But I, you know, I would just rather say, no one available. You know, that's what, really what I'd rather them say. So I'll, I'll just come back. But I said, you know, let me go into the normal multiplayer. Let me see if it's a little better. And it was instantly better. The matchmaking was way better. I was in more kind of even fields. There were definitely very advanced players playing in my, in my games, but it was more even. Um, and then, you know, I was still doing badly, you know, one, one pilot kill, you know, whatever, um, and and a bunch of deaths, but then slowly, but surely I started, you know, getting better at it and figuring stuff out. And what I realized, what I really like about it is yes, you get shot twice or three times and you're gone, but there's so much stuff happening in the game at one time. It's unlike call of duty where the whole goal of the person opposing you is just to find a guy and shoot them. They're not worried about anything else, you know, except getting shot themselves. Here you have, you know, the kind of NPC characters, the grunts running around, who people are, are not necessarily focusing on killing, but they're definitely a slight obstacle because if you are shooting one and you run out of bullets, they can kill you. You know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a surefire kill. I've been killed by grunts before. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I've been, I was running around in a tight little room mm-hmm. and then I was looking over my shoulder, like, or to the my right at somebody I was trying to shoot and then I realized like why am I not moving forward and I turned and it was a specter and yeah. it just kicked me and I instantly <laughs> died it's like man I hope nobody saw that so uh, that's cool and the fact that the titans themselves right they're constant distractions for other players because when, I feel like when they pop up the the opposing team immediately wants to take them out so it's you know so as a player if you kind of resist that urge to kind of go at the titans and you kind of play in the fringes there's there, there's a, a very good chance to kind of take out opposing players a lot easier because there's distractions. They're not just focused on you. And so because of that, I think it allows new players the space to get better at the game because you're not just constantly dying. And I definitely have times where, you know, I it, I love kind of standing there on like top of a roof, kind of hunched down, and you look over, you look down the, the, the map, and you can immediately tell who the real players are because they're, they're, they're bunny hopping all over the place. And then you kind of decide, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of go after, you know, this person. And I, I like those moments. And, you know, I, I still find that I'm best at those games when it seems like I should absolutely die. And I'm, I'm much better at coming back and getting kills. When I get into a situation where I should absolutely 100% get the kill, when I get the drop on somebody, I never get the kill. I get too excited. I'm just like, I just start shooting and I shoot like past their shoulder. That happens to me all the time. You know, me too. And, and then they turn around and pop, pop, I'm dead. <laughs> and by the time I, I recover, I have to reload the gun. Um, I found the burn card system to be very, very cool. My favorite one so far is those like magnetic grenades that yeah, you can you can swap nice. in. Because I'll die if a Titan kills me. I'll I'll swap out for the magnetic grenades and I'll just stand in a window and just chuck the grenades at the Titan and they're infinite, so they just stick to them and they just blow up, blow up, up and and they come out so fast that they, the Titan really can't re- can't recover and can't get the bearings to know where you're coming from. So I throw a couple of those and I shoot a rocket and usually I can get them down pretty easily. Have you found? Um that you haven't finished the campaign yet. I finished. I finished the um the the IMC side of the campaign. So you got the Strider Titan. Yeah, the the, the the slimmer one. Have you gotten any burn cards to let you play as the ogre? No, I have not. All right. So have you got to play Strider yet? No, I haven't played as a Strider yet. Yeah, they're quick, but they're really easy to kill, best, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I figured. You know, I, I and I have been enjoying the loadouts and stuff like that. I've been really focusing kind of on one gun and kind of upgrading that weapon, which is a thing that I never really did in Call of Duty because I never was never good enough at it. And I feel like I never had a strategy. And, and Halo, really, that wasn't a thing in Halo. 
until kind of the, the most until four where they started incorporating kind of leveling which up one, mechanics which halo was your favorite to play you know honestly reach i think was my favorite online halo game to play Definitely. um i loved it uh i mean i played three a bunch um one and two i never played online one you couldn't play online obviously two i didn't i just played kind of four-player split-screen or one-on-one matches with friends. I think two is the game I've still had the most multiplayer time in. <laughs> uh, there was a way to, like, look up your stats. Mm. Like, I, you know... On Waypoint? Back, yeah, yeah, on Waypoint, or it was Bungie.net or whatever. Yeah. And I had, like, 40, 45,000 kills in that game. I, I used to play <laughs> that game for six hours a night, three, four nights a week. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I loved that game, even though it was unbalanced as all hell. Yeah. I played a lot of three, and I played a lot of Reach, and I, I just... I liked the um the, the like the powers they introduced in Reach, and a lot of people had a lot of problems with them. But I loved the drop sh- like the shield, like oh, the, yeah. the armor shield, lock. the armor lock. Oh, oh god, it was yes because it, it was so good because it would piss people off so bad. Because one of the like the tenets of Halo are that if you throw a sticky grenade at somebody and they get stuck, they're done. You're they're dead. That that was that, that's the best way to kill somebody when you're about to die. You just and it's chuck, a, it just, was a wonderful feeling to like yeah, yeah. Ah, you're stuck. You'd hear done. that sound that like, sounding like and I'm like ha like on the mic but with the armor lock if you timed it right and you hit the armor lock just before the grenade went off the grenade would just bounce off of you and like kill somebody else that was near you and so people would think they had these stuck kills and they would not they would, wouldn't get them but i had so much fun playing halo reach and and the thing about halo is that it allows you to recover if you if you something gets a drop on you you're not necessarily dead no you have a good chance to yeah. still to come back and win if you were skilled enough that halo yeah. was Halo, for the most part, was balanced. Two wasn't balanced sometimes because of the certain weapons. Yeah. But in if you had like um, I think it was in three they they got rid of dual wielding, and right. then went right uh just uh yeah you couldn't dual wield in three. I don't think no three you couldn't dual wield. Yeah. So that game was incredibly balanced. And yeah. They had terrific ma- um maps. Yeah. Their maps are amazing. I loved lo- I loved looking at the heat maps like on Bungie.net and, and Waypoint because you would see these rooms. Which just they would just have like these death rooms where that would all just the be, kills were yeah stuff. these yep. red these this this pulsing like <laughs> red thing and there were always like these rooms with elevators there was this one I can't remember the name sword base it was a sword base um, I think I don't remember if it was reach or three I can't remember at this point but there was just one room and it had an elevator that went up into it and people would just like camp in the room and wait for people to come up the elevator and at a certain point it just became like. Scheidenfreuder because you you knew somebody was up there but there was that part of you that was like I can get him I can get the drop on him <laughs> if I get up there and you chuck a couple grenades up the elevator hope it like got them out of sorts and then and then come up um, but I just love that moment and you that moment where you saw somebody running off an energy sword and you're like oh fuck they got the energy sword and you're just like make, trying to make sure you get you get the drop on them or sneak up on them did you play any of four I, I didn't play much four I played four online a little bit I didn't play through the campaign of four it just came out at like a weird time I was playing a bunch of other stuff and I I don't know it was just I didn't. I didn't get, like jump into it a big time. I'm excited because they they kind of rumored that uh, that collection, Master Chief collection, coming out games one through four for yeah. the Xbox One. Yeah, I'm excited about that because I'll play through four on that. Yeah, I thought the campaign on four was their their best one. Really? Yeah, like, I, I love the Reach campaign. So I don't know. Reach, Reach was, was amazing. Reach was very 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 good. But yeah. just the Master Chief story. Yeah. Like I started Halo. Um, obviously Halo One. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the reason I bought an Xbox. That was like my four. That was my gateway back into actual like owning consoles and playing mm. games was four player split screen you know deathmatch mm. um but um i lost my thought for a second um oh um nope i still lost it halo anyway 4 halo campaign. 4 campaign yes. anyway yes i got like super into the a, a, as the games went on i actually got more and more into the campaigns than the multiplayer like i 
two is at my high point. I played three a lot. I played a lot of reach multiplayer. Like you were mentioning the armor lock. I thought the armor locking when you had a vehicle and I was going to crash into you. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. amazing just to see them blow up as they hit you. Um, but the more and more I played, I, I, I started really getting into the story. I've read like I've jumped into the books a little mm-hmm. bit. But I thought the campaign in four was fantastic. I love that story. I can't wait to see where they go with it. Yeah, I gotta jump back into it. I gotta play through. I still have it. I never traded it in because it's Halo. What so. I really hope that they do if they if this rumor collection is coming out is that when you play, let's say they leave multiplayer out for Halo One, but like yeah. you play Halo Two, uh, the game, the multiplayer will be there. Maybe not all the maps, but some of them. And then you'll play by Halo 2's rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you play Halo 3, you'll play by Halo 3's rules. Yeah. Reach, the, like, I don't think Reach is going to be in there, but no. 4, you play by 4's rules. It would be really nice if they gave everyone, like, a lot of options on how you want to play. If, if 2 is your jam, like it was mine, then you can go back and play with dual wielding and everything. And if you liked the armor abilities in the later games, then they'll be there for you. Yeah. The problem with the anniversary, like, they reduced the anniversary for the Xbox 360, which was the first game. Yes. You know, up res. And it looked, it looked great. And the idea that you could switch back and forth between the graphics was awesome. But they just the multiplayer. They just basically added maps to the Reach multiplayer. It was so the Reach. Yeah, it was exactly. the Reach multiplayer. So yeah, I, I I hope that they do the same thing. I, I agree with you absolutely. Um, but yeah, with Titanfall, I, I get like that. I have that. I get that same uh, feeling that I got when I when I would play Halo. Um, because I get into like the rhythm of the game. It allows me to get into a rhythm, and I feel like I like I love those moments where you know I'm. The, the, I'm still not great not great at it it's not that I don't do it I don't think of it because I'm so used to playing other first person shooters all the kind of verticality of the game and running across the walls it just doesn't come to me instinctually so I don't do it just you know, off the cuff like I have to really think about it to do it it's the first game to really introduce something yeah, like that yeah absolutely but I do love the one you can just jet pack up and jump and climb and that stuff is awesome but I love those moments where I'm like you know I'm running through one place I, I kill a couple of grunts you know I see like a, a computer uh uh a human player running across the battlefield and I take him out and then I'm running upstairs and I like jump out of a window and I see another guy in a window and I just shoot him and he dies you know and I you get that feeling you get that you know that that rhythm and feeling to it yeah and I, I really really love that you know um and I, I texted Justin when it happened but there was a game I think we were playing I don't remember what it was it was I think it was um an attrition game um I got first place in, in one of my games and that was an amazing feeling I was like nice. what and I was like, I should have been like Xbox. Record that, but I didn't, I didn't think of it. So, if um, anybody's listening to the podcast right now while playing their Xbox, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. Or your, your your Peggle Two is definitely going to show up on your on your feed now. But uh, okay, that game records everything. <laughs> but yeah, I was really I was really excited about it. you know it felt good. And then um, one of the campaign modes I played it was a it was a hard point. And traditionally, I do not like anything but um, kind of team like kind of, like team deathmatch team deathmatch stuff like i the i always feel like those like capture the flag or the the hard point things which is that you capture like areas always turn into like 10 people standing in one area and just grenades being thrown into you know the point where you the capture point and then everybody dying and it switches like I, that's what i always felt like it end up turning into and this um but this i really really enjoyed because it felt because like i said like with people doing all this other stuff to worry about it felt like less concentration of people in each point than I, than I was kind of used to. You know what I would do when I was playing Hardpoint was that I would get into a Titan, mm-hmm. stay at a point, and I'd leave my Titan in standby mode. Oh, okay. Right, but then when people come into the point, what do they see? They see the Titan yeah. standing there. They're, they're thinking about the Titan. They're not yeah. noticing that you're standing five five feet away from them, and then I was able to easily take out multiple people just coming into the room like that, which seems really cheesy, but hey, you want to hold that point, you're getting capture points. Like, yeah. There's a lot of strategy, like even with Capture the Flag, the way that the Titans, they incorporated the Titans into it, there's strategy with it now. Mm-hmm. It's not just like randomly like, am I going to, if I grab the flag and I walk out, magically no one's there and like yeah. you just get lucky that way in a normal game. Yeah. But in here it's like, okay, you could team up with Titans and mm. and things like, 
I have to get back into it. It's been a little bit. It's been a couple of weeks since I really jumped in and played, and they just came out with a map pack for yeah, it. Yeah, I actually got the map pack for I it. I have to do that. I'll have to download. We'll play together. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I, and I found, I don't know the name of the maps yet. I've been playing long enough to know the names of the maps, but there was a map that it almost looks like, it almost looks like a map that would have been like a, like a World War II Call of Duty game, except like it's like, you know, it's like old looking houses, except the bases of them are like, you know, metal and have like robot shit on them, but it's kind of small and it has like, it's like a little village. Um, it's been my favorite map so far to play on, but I've been loving it. Yeah, it, it, surprisingly enough, it, uh, for me, I'm really, really into playing the multiplayer of it. So cool. I'm having a good time. Yeah. See, Jackie, we're gonna we're gonna play together, friends. Friends, we're gonna play. We're gonna play <laughs> a little See bit. See how that works. Yeah. Cooperatively. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll yeah, I guess we'll be cooperative. Yeah, we're on the same team. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't play against my friends. I yeah. get I get too angry and I want to hit them. <laughs> um, Anything yeah. else? Well, I'm playing Wolfenstein. Yes, nice. so Wolfenstein: The New Order. Um, yeah, you know, I was when it, hearing all about it, I wasn't super into the idea of it, and then I started seeing some trailers, and I thought this looks cool. It looks kind of old school and and interesting, and I like the the alternate history story of it, and. Um, and then I, you know, the reviews started coming out, and they were really positive, and so I jumped into it. And I liked, uh, I liked the, the developer Machine Games is made up of uh, former this former developer called Starbreeze who made uh, the uh, Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick, yeah, Escape from Butcher Bay, and which was a fantastic one of game. my favorite, yeah, and the Darkness as well. And That's they're nice really one. known for using kind of first person in interesting ways, like doing things other than just lots of shooting. And there's lots of shooting in this game. Don't get me wrong, lots of shooting. But th- there's different mechanics and stuff in it that that you wouldn't see in like a Call of Duty, let's say, because there's a lot of ebb and, ebb and flow to the campaign that isn't just you know corridor, corridor, corridor. There's there's some like unlocking of stuff. There's some stealth aspects to it. There's a lot of story as well. And people don't know, you know, Wolfenstein is obviously this kind of storied game franchise. You know, really the first first person shooter was Wolfenstein 3D, even before it predates Doom. Um, made by ID, who also made Doom. And I remember playing it on you know, on uh, my, like, you know, Apple 2G or the my PC or whatever it was. I can't remember what I had at that point, but I definitely played the game, you know, the shareware version, you know, of the game. And, you know, you played as this guy, BJ Blaskowitz, who was this, you know, this American soldier who was, you know, invading this this Nazi castle, and you end up fighting, you know, Mecha Hitler at the end of, <laughs> end of the game. Um, you know, and it's all... A How cult- can you go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's got, like, occult aspects to it, and it very much plays into the whole idea of the Nazis being obsessed with the occult and with crazy experiments and crazy machines, and they've had a few along the way, and they had one not that long ago, I think like 2009 or something like that. There yeah, was something like that. Raven. Um, was it Return to Castle? That was Return. Return to Castle Open Side, which yeah. I did not play, which I heard some people like. Um, th- that was very mystical. This is very much um, focused on like the machine aspects of it, at least so far. Nothing really mystical about it, just kind of weird experiments that Nazi will, Nazis how, do. How far did you get into the game so far? I'm like three chapters in or so, I so I'm, I think I'm a couple hours. I'm just starting i think chapter four okay so you're a little bit ahead of me yeah um the idea of it is that uh you you the beginning the game opens and it's still world war ii and you are you know infiltrating this this nazi encampment uh, uh this i don't know if that's even wolfenstein the castle wolfenstein but it's a castle a nazi castle that you're in, um and something happens to you and you get kind of um injured badly injured in the head and you go into a coma state for like 14 years and you wake up in 1960 and the Nazis have won the war because they developed the nuclear bomb first. So they basically ruled the world and you are not happy about this. So you are going to try to join up with the resistance and try to fight back and, and take and take back the world or start the resistance to take back the world. Um, I was incredibly surprised a, at how seriously they take a lot of the story stuff in it. Um, and I, I think that it's actually pretty effective 
um, there's some moments at the beginning, like I think that whole scene where you're kind of in that mental institution is really, really cool and really yeah. well done. And the opening scene with the, well, the scene right before uh, you kind of get your brain scrambled, um, the, the villain in it is really scary. He's really creepy, uh, which I expect to be more silly than creepy, but he's definitely on the creepier side. There's definitely some pulpiness to it. You know, there's you this one. The first thing you do when you get out of the mental institution is you're kind of driving to Berlin in the back of this car and with this like grandpa, like his old like I think he's Polish. Um, and when he says he's like kill all the fucking Nazis, <laughs> one of the first things he says. Uh, but it's it, it was cool. You know, the, I, I think the shooting is satisfying. It is very old school where you can carry all the weapons you want. It's not a two-weapon system. You have a weapon wheel you can go into. And um, you have to pick up all your health. You have to pick up health packs. See, I, lo- I love when it's like that. Yeah, pick up armor. I don't, think, I don't know what last time I saw like an armor number next to my, yeah. my health meter um, in, in a shooter. Um, and I think that stuff is really, really cool. You know, I, I think there's some cool tactical elements, too. The stuff with the captains. You have these people who can signal to other troops or reinforcements. You have to take them out before they see you. Um, and if they, if you take them out before they see you, less there'll be less resistance when you're when you're walking through. Um, I think it's satisfying. I think it's cool. I did this, the the big prison level. You had to do a prison breakout, uh, and that level was very very cool. Nope. And then I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. So you might be you're probably a little bit ahead of me then. So maybe I, don't, I mean, I'm not going by chapters. I'm like on the, I'm like on the third major mission. I think that's kind of where, where oh, I yes. am. Oh right yes. you're way. Then you're probably. Okay. A little bit past me, All right. definitely. Um, but it's cool, and there's a major, major choice at the beginning of the game as well, which yes. I don't know how really that plays out to the story, but it, it's, it seems pretty cool. What have you been thinking about it, Justin? Well, the thing is, well, I saw it. I am a definite first-person shooter player, and I saw it, and I was just like, it was at PAX. I paid no attention to it, because I had read some of the previews, and people, I guess the game previewed badly. Mm. Like, we're playing it now, so we're getting the story elements, and Machine Games is doing really interesting things with the story, and um, I guess that didn't play well. Um, when they were trying to preview the game, so nobody was really paying attention to it. And I looked at IGN's review, and I got like 7.5, and I'm like, nah, I guess I'll just like pass, even though I was like really in the mood to play a first-person shooter. And then I started looking at other sites, and like I think Polygon gave it like a 9, and Game mm. Informer gave it like a, another high score. Joystick gave it a... Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what Joystick gave it, but it was it was a good score. And I had read you know, I, that the story elements were really were like really interesting, and I was like, all right, fine, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, so before I went and got it, I decided I'm going to trade stuff in. So I ended up platinuming Infamous finally. Mm-hmm. I like banged that out in like <laughs> a night. Um, and we can get into that in a minute. But um, I really like it a lot. Yeah. I, I For me, just personally me, there's nothing more relaxing to me than playing a first-person shooter and like, you know what? Like I'm going to get the trophies for this game. So I'm going to open up my computer. I'm going to pull up um, a guide for all the collectibles. So I like there's 135 collectibles in this game. It's crazy. And I'm just going to go like, okay, where's this collectible? All right, I see where it is. I'll watch the next one. Then I know where the next two are. And I just like, to me, that's so relaxing just playing through. <laughs> and I enjoy it. Like, I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty, mm-hmm. um, but I'm playing on the one right down. And I, you know, it's a, a bit of a challenge. I love the, I love how the game starts and it just like kind of throws you out there. And it's mm-hmm. like you, the game starts and you're on an airplane. Before you ever pick up a gun, you get into two different two different turrets and you yeah. blow up and you have to blow up this big machine dog mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> before you ever actually pick up a gun yeah. and then you don't even paint you I, I lost sight of the fact you don't see the title card for this game until like two hours into it yeah it's really cool wow. yeah so that, you have the whole to, prologue yeah i mean the the game story is out there that it's 14 years in the future mm-hmm. and um you're playing the game as the nazis have won the war and mm-hmm. they've taken over the world 
So you have to wait to get injured before the title card even comes up, which I thought was a cool thing. Like I had forgotten all about it. And mm-hmm. then like this cool music comes in, and you Wolfenstein, the New Order. I really like um, their challenge system and their upgrades in a way are tied into trophies in an interesting way. So there is, as you mentioned, there's like a stealth uh, component and then you can use all the guns. So there's dual wielding. There's an assault rifle. Um, oh, but you can dual wield anything. Really? You can dual wield anything. As long as it's not like a turret that you break off, you can dual wield anything. Well, that's exciting. So I was dual wielding like two giant machine guns at the same time. <laughs> and the best thing about it is that because it's very old school, there's no like recoil penalty for using two guns at the same time. So you're just as accurate yeah. with the two guns as you would be with the one gun, which is awesome. So as you, um, like the first one is like kill, all right, for, for your grenade trophies, there's like seven or eight upgrades, but it's like, okay, um, kill one guy with a grenade. Bing, you got a trophy, right? And then it's like, okay, we'll kill two guys with a grenade, and then you have like a bonus that goes alongside of it. Uh, so like with stealth, it was, all right, knife one guy. So come behind him and like assassinate him. Now if you assassinate five guys, well, now you can throw – you have like um, throwing knives. Yeah. And if you assassinate five guys with throwing knives and, and so on and so forth all the way down. So like I'm having a, a bunch of fun just going around killing people in different ways. Um I like how in the levels there's like uh, along with the collectibles there's like health bonuses that will help increase mm-hmm. your maximum health. Um, I'm really getting a kick on the story so far. Yeah, I find like all the little collectibles pretty awesome too because they're showing like what would happen if the Nazis had taken over the world somewhere in like the second or third level. You come across a poster. I think it's in the the institution that you wake up in, and it's the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> But the Beatles never became the Beatles, so to speak. There's a picture of them crossing. What is it, Abbey Road? Abbey Road, okay, yeah. Okay, so it's like their their iconic picture. But they've changed their name, and they're like they have to sing all their songs in German. Mm-hmm. And they, it was going into how they yeah. got into a little bit of trouble because That's they great. forgot to thank um, they forgot to thank Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> before they played the game, but like you know they were going to be at their next show and stuff. So like so far, I'm not like not that far yeah. into it. But you're finding all these interesting little awesome. story beats. Yeah. On what it would have been like. I get a kick out of the main character too. I mean, the guy's neck is like a size 72. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I love that he, he's like the perfect like modern interpretation of that little pixely face that you saw in you know, Wolfenstein uh, 3D. Yeah, I'm loving the story. I mean, I'm really, really into it. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, really cool. I love when you find games like this. Like, this is a game that was not on my radar. I really had no interest in playing it up until it came out. And then I saw it was getting really good reviews. And now I've got it. I'm playing it. I can't wait to get back into it. I love when you find games like that, yeah. where it's like something completely off your radar comes in, and you're like, "Wow, this is this is really good." I'm I'm super enjoying it. So, hopefully, well, I'm not here next week, but by the time I come back on the show, I should have beaten it, and I can give full impressions then. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 good. I, the the upgrade system you're talking about, it's cool. It's almost a little bit like. Um it's like sort of like that Skyrim thing where right. the more you do something, the more it levels up. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know? so the more you use one particular thing, the better you get at that particular it, thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you, you don't choose that, okay, now I'm going to have throwing knives. It right. just happens when you perform certain tasks okay. well, which I think that's a pretty cool system and a way to do it. Another game that did something similar to this was um, Arkham Origins, but was so frustrating about Arkham Origins was you could do something at the end of the list, something incredibly difficult, like, oh, you knocked out three guys on the ground with batarangs and knocked them all out at the same time. But say that that was challenge six mm-hmm. and you hadn't completed challenge four yet, mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't unlock when you got there and it wouldn't unlock right away. In um, Wolfenstein, I'm doing challenge like challenge seven and six before I even get to four just by just playing this way and it just worked out that way and it, they don't hold it back from you. Right. So like that's just like a slight annoyance 
that they just were like, no, we're not, we're not going to give you that annoyance, which I find to be, well, thank you a lot because the yeah. other way around is frustrating. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to be a completionist and do everything to be like, okay, now I have to go ahead and um, it's counting for you. Like one of them is kill 80 guys from behind cover while peeking out of cover. And it's like, all right, well, now I'm going to have to wait and do that. But now I've realized it's counting the whole time. Whenever I get yeah. there, it'll get there, which is nice. Yeah, no, that is that is very cool. And I, I got to my first like major, I think it was major boss battle, but you know, that, that like the first kind of boss battle you get to, which is um, these giant like mech robots in this kind of arena. I, okay, I j- that's the part I'm at. I just beat uh, Okay, it. all right, okay. So you're very close to where I am. I'm just a little bit ahead of you. So what I like about the boss battle though is, and this reminds me of Halo as well, is it goes, okay, here's kind of like an open, it's not too open, but it's it's pretty big area. It's, pretty, it's a decent sized area there, for And sure. they go, just figure out how you want to beat the boss. You know, which one thing we, we I complained about with Infamous is that they didn't let you do that, right? This lets you go, okay, just figure out how you want to do it. Like there are definitely ways to do it that make it easier, you know? But there are several ways you can take out these enemies and I, I thought that was really, really cool. I think that they have some really smart design in the game as far as the way the game looks um it looks fine yeah. uh you know it, it doesn't it looks just like a prettied up version of a ps3 or an xbox 360 game um there's some texture popping like there are times where like you'll be saying it's to a wall and all of a sudden it'll go from very very blurry to kind of okay now it's a wall um but that's not stuff that takes away from the game for me it's it's still a ton of fun and, and it has some really cool stuff and going we, on we talked about this the other day like i like the fact that it does not it does not stray from uh, stray away from the fact that this is a shooter yeah like you're gonna shoot stuff and the story, like I, like uh, the story, is amazing so far, and I it, it's it's a nice uh, add on to it, like a very nice add on to it. But this is like a shooter, one hundred and ten percent straight through, and they don't like stray away from that. Yeah, no, not at all. I I, I, I just like you, Justin. I'm, it's a nice surprise, and I'm excited to keep uh, keep yeah, playing it. Definitely, yeah. it almost seems like I mean, by all the description and stuff, like a, a modern interpretation of Did anyone play No One Lives Forever? Like the old school first-person shooter no. where you were like the female james bond no okay those are two of my favorite games mm-hmm. part one and two of that <clears throat> it's it sounds like it's mm. just a, an installment of that mm. so if anyone's played that or not played that go play that <laughs> what was it on uh those were pc uh pc oh, okay mm-hmm. gotcha that pc race yep can't get out can't get in that rat race mm. well i'll talk about a couple of things that i've been doing um Mostly it was um it's been Wolfenstein for the last couple of days. I mentioned that I went ahead and I got the platinum for Infamous, and um, I think it's good to just bring it up like a little bit again because I've some of the uh, some of our listeners um, noticed that it went on sale for like thirty five bucks on Amazon right now. And if you haven't played Infamous and you have a PS four, it's thirty five dollars. Please jump in and get That's this game. Really worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I found like a, a lot of the stuff that we were talking about when we did the the, the like the Infamous show on um. A couple weeks ago, definitely still holds um, holds sway here, where you you're a superhero, but man, you could die really quickly, mm. especially <laughs> on the hardest difficulty. It's like, all right, these guys with guns kill me yeah. really quickly. So those auto turrets, yes, when you don't realize it's there. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but the thing was, what was nice was that I was playing it on um, evil. Yeah, and so I was easier. just I looked up and was like, you really need to only clear these four areas 100. Mm-hmm. percent But what I was so nervous was is like I'm gonna run out of blast shards. So I ended up getting all the blast shards anyway. But it, I, I think to beat it on expert on the hard difficulty, it took me like nine hours, nine or ten hours, because I was just blowing past 
parts that I, I didn't want to play at all. Oh, I did it 100% again on the evil one. Really? Mm-hmm. Every Crazy. single shot. Why? <laughs> Why would you? I do- loved that game. <laughs> there's no there's no reward for it, though. I've done it before with Assassin's Creed. Like I'll play it the whole way through, and then I'll sit down for half an hour, and then I'll put it on and start going again. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. just what it, I do. It was a lot of fun to, to play yeah. again, and I, I thought the the evil story mode was just crazy. The story in it was just crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the ending was a lot more, um, it hit home hard. The, the ending hit home pretty hard. Uh, much more than like, I'll say that the good ending, mm. um, won't spoil it. The last boss, I beat her on the first try, which I was like, yeah, I was me all too. worried about. Me too. The, what's interesting is like, you have to face the last boss twice. And the first time I played her, that was the more difficult part because there's yeah. all enemies in there as well. Yeah, and that, that part was hard. frustrating. Yeah. The last boss, like now that I realized like, oh, just save blast shards and upgrade everything. Yep. I was yep. just like, oh, this is a piece of cake because there's, a, like a, really there's a wall easy. that you can hide behind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, once I had up, because I, I, I played the second time, I knew. I was like, I'm just saving. I need to, I figured out how many blast shards I needed to, to yep. max out all the powers. And I just, you know, waited and then just maxed them all out. Yeah. And you just run up and down. Yep. And they just hover yeah. over. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's interesting yeah. is after you beat it and you beat both of them, there's um, there's like a, like Delson says something to you as the game comes back in. And it's just like, well, buddy, I don't think there's anything else we could do together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. And so I took it. I took the disc out <laughs> and I went down the GameStop. I traded in. I grabbed Wolfenstein. <laughs> but while I, uh, before I did that, I, I jumped into Transistor some more. Has anybody else played any more Transistor since last week? Yeah, I played another couple hours. Yeah, I that game is great. It is. It is. Have you have you jumped into Wolfenstein it? Wolfenstein and Titanfall have derailed me. Oh, you got it. I know. I will. I will. It. Don't worry about it. I will. Um, the same things that we mentioned last week. Um, I'm further in the story now. I'm past the first boss. Um, I'm actually stuck at a point, and I'm I'm choosing to be stuck because Steve had mentioned this last week. At a certain point in the story, you get into these back doors. You can open up these things called back doors, and it takes you to an area like on a beach, and there's challenge rooms in there where you can really practice what you want to do. There's one where it's just like almost like a free play, and it's like there you can choose like how to mix and match um, your abilities to find the better combos. And there are like I look there are like trophy uh, trophies tied in tied into those where it's like do X amount of damage in one um, like freeze time. I forget what they call it. Um, but that's nice to be able to do that. But I'm stuck at this one mode where it's like kill all the enemies in a certain amount of time. And I got past the first one, no problem. And I've been stuck on this second challenge for, I don't know, 20 tries so far. I can't figure out the right way to do it. And the thing is they restrict you to only two powers. So there's a way to do it. And it's just choosing your enemies in the correct order and then hitting them at a certain point. Because uh, one of the enemies, once you hit uh, hit them, they instantly teleport to a different spot. So I've been I've gotten it down to where it's like they have one hit point left and there's one second left and I just can't do it. But man, transistor is so good, Jackie. I'm gonna your homework yeah. this week <laughs> is transistor. Do something other than Rayman. Do something I'll other than transistor. Rayman. Um, I'm super enjoying it. I oh, you know I, the game's not very long. I don't think I think it's only like six, six hours. hours. I heard six like hours. That. Yeah. Uh, but like like you can get totally tied up into it. Like I'm in these challenge rooms, just tied up. I've wasted. Two hours just messing around with challenges. I think one of the other challenges is to eliminate everybody in one turn. So it, Rob, Rob's nodding at me. He's, he's got something to say on this. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's, it's just funny. With challenge rooms and games, I always like to save the challenge rooms until the end. I did it with mm-hmm. Bastion. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much any game that has challenge rooms, I'll always wait until I finish the actual game and go through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I could talk for like eight hours about Bastion. But, 
It's funny you mentioned right, I'll that. I'll try mm. Transistor. And yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it next week and mm. see how I do. Excellent. Um, anybody else? Any, any, anybody got anything else? No. All right. So let's jump into, I guess, our little topic of the week here. You know, it's funny because E3 is coming up, and we talked about it last week, and I'm excited. I think everybody else is excited. There's, it feels like there's games being announced every other day. Like yesterday, the new Battlefield made by Visceral Games has got announced, uh, Battlefield Hardline. Mm-hmm. It's like a cops and robbers type deal. Yeah. Sounds super interesting. Uh, the day before that, the next Lego Batman got announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Beyond Gotham, and they go into space like a um, like a Lego Marvel. Like I guess they're trying to widen it out. We've already seen Far Cry, the new Halo, and everything. It's funny though when I went into GameStop to uh, trade in and get Wolfenstein, I ran into a friend that I haven't seen in a couple of years now, and um, we were just catching up, talking. He was looking at Vita stuff, and um, he saw that I had a PS4. He was asking me about it, and I had asked like, "Oh, have you made the jump to next gen?" And he's like, "No, I'm not, not yet." And that got me thinking like. Next-gen consoles have already sold, um, like PlayStation, let's take PlayStation, for instance. It's got like 7 million units sold already. There's still 80 million PlayStation 3s out there, and only 7 million have made the jump. So that got me thinking of, there's still so many people playing last-gen games that I thought it'd be interesting for us to maybe talk about some of our favorites from last-gen, maybe some hidden gems if we had some, that people, while they're waiting to upgrade, maybe they haven't played these games. Maybe they should check them out. Cool. So I'll start. I have two. I'll go with one for now. We'll go around the room, and if we have time, then I'll throw in a second. My first game that I wanted to talk about was this game that came out not that long ago. It's um, Remember Me by Capcom, and it is a game that came out, I want to say, last summer. It got middling reviews, and I ended up buying it on uh, the PlayStation Store. They had a sale. It was like $14. Um, I played it, and I loved it middling reviews or not i really got into this game it's this game where it's in a like future neo paris and the currency of the day is memories like you could kind of like sell your memories in a way like there's banks that are like storage banks for your memories and you're this person who is a memory hunter but in the game that's the the tables have kind of been turned on you and you don't remember who you are you don't know anything about yourself. And the point of the game, obviously, is to get your memory back. Um, what what style the, of game? What? What style of game? Almost uh, the combat The combat in the game is incredibly similar to the Arkham games. Um, okay. Same type of, like, um, not as free-moving as, uh, free-roaming as the Arkham games. You're definitely on a, lin- a linear path. Um, but the combat was the best part of this game. And the reason for that was you could create your own combos, and by that, I mean, say you had your face buttons, and each face button you could choose to attribute a different property to. So say, like, you wanted to do, like, be, like, a super powerful, like, have a super powerful combo. You'd like, and you could break them down to, like, three-hit combos, five-hit combos, eight-hit combos, 12-hit combos. But what's interesting was that the further along you progressed in the story, you could add things to them. Like, say, XX was just hit-hit. Well, on your third hit, you could choose to do a damage, or you could choose to do a health regen, or you could choose to do something else. So if you were stringing together these really long combos, you could do like hit, hit, stun, hit, hit, extra damage, hit, hit, health regen, hit, hit, health regen, and then a stun again. So it's just a really interesting way for you to build Some your strategy involved. Strategy, how to do but it. I've never seen another like uh, combat game do that, where they made it so 
open for you to choose how you wanted to do it. And what was interesting was you could change it on the fly. So say you got into a, a, a room where there's like six enemies and you're doing these – you could do like evades over them just like you could in Arkham. I, I mean the Arkham combat is – better just because it, it handles a little bit better this game got middling reviews for it like you know a, a pretty decent reason the story's not that great um but what is great is the fact that you can like i said you can mix everything up the music in the game is unlike anything i've ever heard it has this orc uh, orc mm, orchestral there you go orchestral orchestral <laughs> score um but like kind of like mixed in with like a not techno but like almost like a techno vibe to it the music for the game has been lauded by everybody everyone who played the game said eh, the game is eh, but the music is phenomenal i ha- i have the soundtrack downloaded on my iphone I-, I think it's terrific um there was this interesting part to the game where you're going in and you're changing the memory of the people around you like say like you run into another memory hunter who's here to get you but you do this thing where you grab her and now you enter her mind and she's after you, um, but in the background of her mind, she's worried about her husband. Her husband's been injured. Well, now you can go in there, and there's a way. There's a, like almost like, not like a mini game, but like you can rewind time and change things in her memory to change her outcome, the outcome in her mind of what it is. So the point of it was to like make it that her husband died, and that the people that she's technically working for were were, were responsible for it, and now she's your ally. And she'll be your ally for the rest of the game. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you could fail. You could you could change certain things. There, there wasn't just one path where it's like, oh, you hold LT, then RT, then do this. You could change 20 different things in the outcome, and they would all be different. But there was only one outcome that you really wanted to get to, but it would all play through different ways. And it was kind of like you had to, like, explore for a bit to find exactly what they were looking for, which doesn't – sound as interesting like oh I, I wish I could choose to do it on my own and like have that particular memory but they wanted you to go down a certain like this game is very linear so they wanted you to go down this certain path but the mixing and rewinding were really interesting things that I haven't seen any other game do yet so the awesome things about this game the combat the score the memory remixing you can find this game it was free on PlayStation Plus yeah, yeah, yeah. like two months ago but you could find this game in a bargain bin at GameStop or even if you download it on PSN it's probably like maybe like 15 or 20 bucks. And what was it called again? Remember Me. Okay. Which is interesting because it's obviously a game about memory. A lot of people were like, oh, we'll remember you. We won't because it was a bad game. But <laughs> I, I liked it. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes those games where people are like, eh, it's so-so. But you, you, you would find out that you really like those games. Like yeah. you can't always go by what everybody mm-hmm. else says. No, so, absolutely not. For my first game, Remember Me by Capcom. You can find it on 360 and PS3. It is definitely worth a look. Rob? Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, See, I'm not going to go with, like, something critically acclaimed or even moderately acclaimed. (laughs) I'm going to go with something stupid fun that you could have with a friend sitting on the couch, and that is Earth Defense Force 2017. Shooting bugs. Yeah. I've always been intrigued by these games because supposedly they are a lot of fun, and I've never jumped into one. I'm telling you, just have a friend over, get some drinks, get some food. And it's, like Bobby said, it's it's like a 3D gauntlet with huge bugs nonstop coming at you, tons of different weapons, uh, jetpacks and jump boots and rocket launchers, huge mutated ants coming at you, uh, like two-story high spiders and... This sounds like something Bob Roy could definitely get into, right? If I were going to get into a video game... It's like a Mars Attacks, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) It's got 
no story whatsoever. So yeah. don't expect a story. <laughs> but at GameStop, I checked nine bucks. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome. go pick this up for nine bucks. Split okay. it with a friend. Four fifty. Four fifty a piece. Uh, three sixty. Three sixty. Awesome. Uh, 360 and PS3. Yeah, I think so. They just came out with a new one too, right? There was 2025 uh, yeah, just came out. Just came yeah. out, right? Yeah. 2017 is still my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I might check that out. Um, Aren't they like, but they're like intentionally bad, right? Yeah. I like mean, can't be? <sighs> well, yes, but also intentionally like kind of broken. It, really? Yeah. They're, they're not well put together, yeah. but... <laughs> But it's not like the game's crashing on you well, no, or no, you're no, 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 clipping no. through absolutely everything. It's just that, you know, the graphics, there barely are any. The textures are, are terrible. It's just a well-put-together, solid, fun, co-op, split-screen game that, cool. that, you know, you'll, you'll get a great night of play out of. So that, that, that's my little hidden gem. Earth nice. Defense Force 2017. Correct. We're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> Look the bugs out. are coming. Yeah. Jeez. Bobby, what do you got? All right. So, hidden gems. Um, you know, the, one, the thing I think of first when I think of hidden gems um, is uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Yes. yes. Which was a game that came out for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I don't remember what year it was. So but like 2009, maybe? No. Maybe like 11. Yeah. It was, yeah, 2011 or something like that. Yeah. It was by a studio called Ninja Theory, which had done uh, Heavenly Sword uh, for the, the, the PS3. It was supposed to be like the first big like PS3 like showpiece game and didn't really do a lot for people. It was kind of like a God of War kind of clone, um, but looked beautiful. Uh, and uh, it's actually Andy Serkis runs like really? he's like like one of the founders <laughs> of the studio, and he does like a ton of mocap for the yeah. for, for it. Um, they created this game called um, Odyssey, um, uh, Enslaved Odyssey of the West, and it was this weird like super like you know post apocalyptic future where it's so post apocalyptic though that the world has completely remade itself at this point. Like no one remembers the way the world used to be. The world is this way, and that's it. And it's you know these kind of two levels of kind of races and, and you know there's kind of the the ones that rule and the ones that are kind of on, on the bottom and you um i can't remember the girl i can't remember either the monkey is the monkey is the guy is the guy's name and he's kind of like this burly kind of he was you know burly guy who was a ruffian and had been gotten in a lot of trouble and she was this um i think she was like a stowaway on the ship at the beginning of the game and the hook of the game is that uh there are these collars that they put on kind of the slaves and if you're wearing the collar, they have to obey the person talking to them or they'll die. And this girl needs to get, you know, across the country, basically trip, um, trip, right. Um, needs to get across the country and she can't do it on her own. She's, you know, she's very, very small and, the, and this world is horribly, horribly violent. So she puts this collar on this guy and basically says like, you have to take me across. Like she doesn't want to hurt him, but she wants to live and she wants to do what you know what she needs to do and what it leads to is this kind of it's a co-op game but you don't you play it with a you know a, a ai co-op partner um and the, the, i mean the mechanics are are fine like the you you basically you do some platforming which you can't fail you know it basically you can only jump to places that you can jump to um uh, but the animation is is amazing, um, and the combat is also just whatever to me. The combat is very simple, very very basic. But the story of the game and the relationship between the two characters and the the facial animations that they use um, for for the characters are amazing. And you really 
really connect emotionally, I think, with the people in the game. And the ending is batshit crazy. Like, it's yeah. super crazy. It's one of those endings where you go, oh, video games. You know, like, it's, <laughs> it would never happen in a movie. Um, any movie that would release any sort of wide, you know, a, a, a kind of acclaimed way. But um, it's just the right amount of crazy, whereas it's, it's really super enjoyable. And like I said, the characters, you just really love the characters. So by the end of the game, I was so invested in what was going on. When we did the movie podcast where we were coming out with video game movies yeah. a couple weeks ago, this was one of my choices. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is terrific. And yeah. I, everyone should play that game. Yeah, it's great. It's, it was The Last of Us before The Last of Us came out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, that's absolutely kind of what it is. And a really awesome game. And I think it's short, too. You yeah, know, it's, it's not, not long. that long. It's fun to play. Um, I, you know, I really, I actually enjoy Heavenly Sword. I don't, you know, I don't think it's special, but I enjoy it. And I actually really, really liked their Devil May Cry game that they came out with, Ninja Theory. The last Devil May Cry, they made it. So, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I think they're a great studio. But yeah. Cool. Enslaved, Odyssey to the West. Awesome. Jackie? Yeah. Um, mine's not really a hidden gem. Everyone's heard of it. But I really, really enjoyed Darksiders. One and two. It's just, it's a fun game. I love the sounds. I love the look out of it. I like the post-apocalyptic feel. The combat is a lot of fun. Like you go from just mowing down. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Crunch. My fault. You, you can go from like easily mowing down hordes of demon spawn to coming up against bigger guys that you've got to give a little more thought to how you're going to, you know, mm. take this one out. Um, you, you can level up your weapons and you get some interesting moves that you can use. And it's just, I, I really had a lot of fun. It's also, a, a for me, it's kind of a good combo between like your Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed kind of motion, like the jump in, the, the wall running, the, you know, climbing up this bit and jumping across to that. Um, and then there's a little kind of the Zelda puzzle solving thrown in there as well. You definitely come across bits that did have me stumped for a little bit where it's not about the combat. It is about, I need to push this block here so I can hit that thing up there, which will turn this thing on and open that door. So mm. that, that is a game I really enjoyed, which I, I think kind of got a bit of a bad review when it came out. I think the first one did, oh, yeah. got, you know, good reviews and i'm not sure what the second one um second one's i mean the second one's good it's it's more of the same Mm -hmm. you know i think the criticism with that would be that they didn't really do anything different with it i think a lot of criticism the second one too was that the first game ends a certain way Mm -hmm. where you kind of think the next game is going to be some one thing and then the second game is not that thing at all totally right yeah the wrong way yeah Yeah, exactly i i played probably like five or six hours of the first game and i liked everything about it but it was one of those games where i liked everything about it but I just didn't feel that burn to go back and keep playing it. And I don't know why. I like the art too, but that's funny. It's like a little comic book crossover because that guy who does the art for that is a big comic book artist. Yeah, oh, Joe, Joe Maguera. And he said oh. that Darksiders isn't dead. Yeah, it's coming back, he said. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that'll be Good. interesting. Yeah. So Darksiders, yeah. one and two. Yeah, one mm-hmm. and two. Yeah. All right, well, I'll jump in. I have one more if anybody else wants to jump in after. Um, the last game I wanted to talk about was um, Spec Ops The Line. Has anybody ever played that? Yes, I have. I have not played it. Okay. Spec Op the line, and it's interesting that we talked about Wolfenstein tonight, is you look at it, and I played it at PAX, and I was like, this is a generic, it's um, third person. Yeah, third person shooter. It, and it felt like just this like generic third person, blah, military shooter. It's voiced by Nolan North, who is Mr. Video Game Voice, mm-hmm. um, and he does a great job with it. It's like Wolfenstein in the way that the longer you play it, you realize there's so much more going on with this game than you you thought coming in. Um, I'm not going to give anything away. It's this game where 
I think is it is it Dubai? I think yes. it's Dubai. Yeah. Gets taken over by like a giant sandstorm and the city is just ravaged. And you're, you know, a part of the military going in looking for I think it's a general that got taken and Nolan North is the main character and he has two people with him and they're gonna help him go get this general. And you roll through the game and it starts as a generic a generic shooter. It ends as a shooter. It's the story that was mind blowing in a way. Because once you get to the end, you look back at everything else, and everything else, in a way, kind of changes. Um, your perspective completely shifts on it, and that's the that's all I'll say on the story. Um, it is a game that has developed like a, a cult following um, because when it got released, like again, nobody really paid to, uh, paid attention to it, and then people really found out afterwards, like, oh my god, the story in this game is mind blowing. Uh, so that's all I'll say. It's on 360 and PS3. Another game that you could find definitely at Bargain Bin. Can't pay any more than, I think, like $10. It was free on Plus at one time. Uh, so definitely check it out. Anybody else have any other games they want to jump in with quickly? Do you have one, Rob? Uh, I was thinking about uh, one of the first, I think it was one of the first Xbox Live arcade games that was released that I think it just fell to the bottom of the pile because of all these new glitzy things. Uh, but Shadow Complex... Oh, that's not a hidden gem. People love that game. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, nobody talks about it anymore. Obviously, it was one of the. It was one of the first people want to see that game yeah. so bad. Uh huh. But yeah. so I just mean, wanted to bring it up because yeah. if you have not played Shadow Complex and you still do own a 360, definitely go download it, yeah. give it a try because it is probably my favorite. Well, top top three Xbox Live arcade games mm. easily. Yeah, if you like Metroid, you should play Shadow Complex because it is uh, an awesome Metroid game. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish. I wish there was a sequel or even just yeah. just a DLC re-release or something. Yeah. something. Yeah, DLC. Well, they got bought by Epic, and then now they're making Infinity Blade. That's what they've made basically <laughs> oh, yeah, since they got true. bought by Epic. Anybody else? Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry, go, no, you, you go I ahead. just said you reminded me of one that I had forgotten about that I love playing because it was an Xbox Arcade game, um, Cloning Clyde. Do you ever play that? I've never no. even heard of it. It's hysterical. It's really, you're basically like this little dude in a hospital gown. And it's like a platformer, but the way you get through the platform is by making clones of yourself that can go off and press that switch while your other clone goes through this way. You can make chickens, chickens do things, and then you can clone the chicken and make the chicken do stuff. And it's a lot of fun. That it's really stupid, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Wow. So yeah, this was on, cloning Clyde. This was on Xbox Live Arcade? Yeah. yeah. 2006 yeah. it came out. <laughs> wow. It's really funny. That's crazy. That has got to be one of the one of the really first like, yeah. original right. games. That's crazy. Um, it's definitely worth checking out, though. It's, it's, a, it's a fun little game. Cloning Clyde. <laughs> yes. All right. I spent quite a few hours playing that. <laughs> uh, my other one is also an Xbox Live Arcade game, and that is... I mean, I was going to talk about Bastion when I thought this was just your favorite games, because um, I was going to talk about Bastion <laughs> and Portal 2, because um, this is probably my two favorite games on the last generation. But I'll talk about something else, which was... Um, the, it came out the same year that uh, Limbo came out, okay. which is obviously you know a huge a huge game, and it came out that same year, um, that same summer of arcade, and that was uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Oh yeah, which is a Xbox uh, 360 Xbox Live arcade game, um, and it cast you. It turned you know Tomb Raider basically into a isometric game where you it, you know it had kind of like that. Um, it's it's really a dual stick shooter, um, but had kind of like a Diablo look to it. Uh, and it was primarily really a co-op puzzle game more than anything else. And you, you were Lara Croft and you had this, uh, kind of partner and I can't remember his name right now. He was this big, like, 
um, like Aztec dude who was you know who was once was you know entombed and and now he's coming back alive to stop these invaders from in taking over this tomb. And you work with him to solve these puzzles, and there was such amazing two player puzzles in the game that you had to figure out. There were times where you know because Laura. Um, Laura could uh, could jump on the spears that the, the guy would throw, so you could create platforms for her. That's um, really cool. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then uh, Laura could throw out like this like grappling hook or whatever, but he couldn't walk on it because he was too heavy. So he had to like use these different uh, different aspects of these two characters to to solve these puzzles. And there was a couple where I was playing with my friend that when we figured them out, we were just so happy and so proud and like you know the kind of like yelling awesome moments that you have when you play games where you kind of figure that kind of stuff out um you know i don't i don't remember it had a story but i barely even remember it but the shooting worked well the puzzles were awesome uh it was just a really really great game i just remember walking away from it, like just absolutely loving it uh, and people played it people liked it but it, i think it's definitely gotten forgotten about in the years since i think that was free with games on games for gold on xbox 360 like Last month, I think it was. Yeah. So yeah. if you pick that game up and just haven't started it yet, by all means, then jump into it for yeah. sure. It's awesome. It's really, really awesome. Did you ever play it, Jackie? No. Oh, you really like it. Yeah. You would. Yeah. You really like it. What was it called again? Uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah. And you, you haven't played? Have you played Bastion? No. Okay. I haven't. Any, I have a lot of homework this week. Exactly. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I love Bastion. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't played Bastion either. Really? Really? Did you guys talk about this last week at all? When you guys sure talking about Transistor? Up. Yeah, I'm sure it came okay. up that it, we had, uh, some of us haven't. Well, you guys are freaking crazy. It's so <laughs> freaking great. I'm going to go back and find a way to play it. It's on Steam now, so I, you know, I'm really loving Transistor. Yeah. So I'm going to jump definitely jump oh, into God, Bastion. The story, the combat. No, I talked about it because oh, I was talking about the music from Transistor, yeah. saying that I still have the Bastion soundtrack on, oh, such a good game. on my phone. So. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I, I'm in love with that game when that game came out. I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. We had a couple of listeners. I, I put the question out on Twitter to come up with some of their favorite games from last gen. And I'll, I'll read a few of them. Um, our friend at Repstones uh, said, uh, would Red Dead uh, Redemption qualify? It was responsible for bringing me back to consoles from PC. Just draw dropping. Yes. Uh, anything game. anything qualifies. Uh, you guys could always just keep um, sending these in to us and we'll periodically read them because it's going to, you know, not everyone's going to upgrade for a, a good while yeah. yet. Uh, so that game was amazing. Um at HSJ3 said, uh, Mass Effect 2 is my favorite. Um, and then he said, good luck hosting to me. So thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect 2, well, I think, was one I of love the Mass Effect 2. best games. That game was so cinematic at the end. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Funny thing, I lo- the, the gameplay in Mass Effect 2 is awesome. And I love the character stuff in Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 1 story is still my favorite story in the, in, in the whole trilogy. The gameplay is a little bit busted-ass broken, but it is the, the, the story is so good in that first game. I, hmm, I would say three was for me. Interesting. Just because it tied everything up and there were mm. amazing moments in it. But mm. two for at least cinematic, two at the end yeah. when you're going on the suicide mission stands mm. out crazily. Yeah. Uh, uh, at Joe State ADX, our friend uh, says, I think you already know Enslaved Odyssey to the West, as Bobby mentioned. And then he talked about uh, Aurora's Wrath. Aurora's Wrath um, oh. was another game that a lot of people slept on. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that game has a following. Um, I never played it, but it's something that if he's saying that you should check it out, you possibly mm. should, uh, should check it out. Yeah, I played the, like, the demo of it, but that, the idea of it's really cool. I just never, I always wanted it to be like fifteen dollars. You uh-huh. know, that's why I always wanted to play so the it. Game where he gets all raged up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember so a lot going of to quick um, time events yeah. and stuff at Comic Con. At Comic Con a couple of years ago, they had a booth for it where you would go into a soundproof booth, 
uh, booth and scream as loud as you could to like charge it up and they were having competitions mm. to see who could the loudest <laughs> scream so thanks everybody for your suggestions bobby where are we at on time we're at we're at about an hour and a half is what right. we're at so i guess we'll wrap it up here can i say one thing that's derail us you mentioned red dead redemption and you got all to say you guys loved it i always feel like a crazy person because i could never get into that game really, really? i just didn't i couldn't I liked do it, it but i, I really liked undead s- nightmare that's what got me into that game (laughs) i put so much time into both of those games it's not even funny i had the ending spoiled for me i had just gotten into what is it mexico Mm -hmm. uh and there's this incredibly cinematic moment where you're riding your horse and there's this like crazy music playing like beautiful music playing and like right after that i was reading an article online and they just threw it out there the ending of the game and i was so frustrated that i didn't go back to it just because i you know i was so pissed i had the ending spoiled but a couple of weeks ago, it was like they had a rock star sale. Mm-hmm. And it was like $6. So I bought it, and I'm, I I want to see it through to the end now. I don't care that I know it. Enough time has passed where I'm going to replay I it. I haven't finished it. I never actually finished it. I got maybe halfway through and just kind of got found something else and, you know, <laughs> just never went back to it. So I might have to finish that as well. My same problem with the Grand Theft Auto games is my same problem with Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. It's just that I, I played it for probably like four hours. I felt like I had done nothing. And I felt like, like I like, and it's even sort of worse be- in that game because when you have to go to a mission on the other side of the map, it takes a while. It takes a long ass time. And I think I talked about this way back on Fanboy Remix, where at one point I accidentally I was playing and I was kind of getting a little bit groove, and I was like in the town, and I walked into the bank because the, the mission was like walk into the bank, and I walked behind the counter of the bank, not <laughs> thinking, and they just started shooting me. Shotgun. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 and you can't stop it. And then I, you know, they kill me. I, I, I jump my horse and. J- and rolled off a cliff. <laughs> and then I woke up in the jail. And I was like, this, wait a second. How did you get me here? <laughs> that was my horse. That's the first thing I would ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just, I couldn't. And I think it was the moment, the moment I really dropped off it was I was riding. I saw somebody on the side of the road. And they're like, can you get flowers for my wife? And I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I'm not collecting 300 flowers. It's just not going to happen. You see, this is a little side thing, actually. I know we were trying to wrap up. But oh, we, earlier, we were talking about uh, car mechanics. Mm-hmm. How about horse mechanics? Because I've played a lot of games where you have to ride a freaking horse, and some of them are so annoying. And I found Red Dead to be particularly annoying. Was it Skyrim where your horse would attack you? Oh, yeah. oh my horse, horse hated my you. gut. Yeah, I hated my guts. And the first time I ever played Skyrim, the first run through, I wasn't that far into it. I didn't have much gold, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have a thousand gold. I can buy a horse." Blew all my gold on this horse, rode it off a cliff in like ten minutes flat, and killed it. <laughs> so annoyed. <laughs> I would park. I would park my horse, uh, my horse oh, away from the dragon. I'd be going to attack the dragon, and right. he would always come riding up and start <laughs> kicking at the dragon, and I would hit him by mistake. Yeah, and then he'd be like, "Oh, the hell with you!" And then he would start <laughs> kicking me while the dragon's breathing fire at me. Yeah, I was like, "Nope, that's it. No more yeah. horses." Assassin's Creed, they they're kind of annoying as well. Like horse riding ones in there, they can be a little uh, jittery. Like the same way, just trying to get him to run around. Mm-hmm. Trying to do that with a horse, it's annoying. Can you think of any other games with horses? With Zelda. horses. Zelda, yeah, yeah, but Zelda's awesome. Zelda's good. <laughs> yeah, I always liked riding the horse in Zelda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. I can't think of any more, though. Well, I'm sure there's a couple games it's coming out there. Right? Uh, there's a, yeah. a Barbie horse game. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then we're going to wrap, wrap it up, up on there, the Barbie yeah. horse game. Can I derail you for one more second? Yeah, you'll, you'll appreciate this. You'll appreciate the story. Because I, I know, Justin, you're, you're a Mets fan, right? Yes. You're a big Mets fan. Oh, and this kind of goes back painful. to also, it's a Halo story as well. So it, it wraps it up nicely when we were talking about before. So um, when Halo 3 came out, which was September of 2007. Um, wow. Uh, it's, it's a crazy, crazy long time ago. Uh, 
we went to my buddy Ian's house, and he's a huge Mets fan. And there was a game on. It was like you know nothing game at the time. We we're just like whatever. So um, and uh, John Main was pitching for the Mets. So we we turned the game off and we played Halo th- three for probably like you know like two hours or something like that. Um, and we were messing around with the Forge mode because it's the first time it was in the game. Yeah. And there was all these things where you could like turn the gravity way down. There was this great game where you you turn the gravity way down because you can affect everything. You can do whatever you want. And you'd put like the little like motorized like the little like uh, uh, mongooses, which are the, the little like oh, yeah, ATV yeah, yeah. type mm-hmm. things. And you'd like take gravity hammers um, out, which are these you know these giant weapons that can throw people across like you know huge gaps and stuff like that. Um, and with the gravity all the way down, throw them even farther. And you'd play like this makeshift baseball game where one person <laughs> would stand on one side and the other person would come at, the, at him with on the mongoose and you just swing and hit him and see how far you could hit him across the board. It was <laughs> so great. awesome. It was so much fun. So we're playing this, we're playing this. We had a bunch of multiplayer, you know, split screen multiplayer modes. And we turn off the game and we turn back on the Mets game. And it is the, uh, I think, the, I don't remember if they were home or away. It was the top of the ninth inning. Uh, I think there was two outs or one out, and John May had a no-hitter going for the Mets. And, um, you know, uh, we, my, our friend Claudio was there, too, and he's not a big baseball guy, and he was just kind of like, and Ian was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, shit. And Claudio goes, what? And I go, and Ian's like, won't talk. He's just staring <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> he's and I'm like, I'm just like, I'm just like pointing kind of the thing, and, and Claudio's like, what? And, I, and then they like flash up the thing. He goes, oh, he's pulling a no-hitter? Over. And the next thing that happened was, uh, the next thing that happened was, the, I think I got a hit, and <laughs> and like uh, we were kind of we were kind of chuckling because it was just a funny coincidence, and Ian got so angry. I would have too. At, at us at us <laughs> laughing. He literally, I'm not kidding with you. He pointed at Claudio, and he went, "Get the fuck out of my house! Wow. Get the fuck!" And he was dead. Serious. Oh my god. And Jackie knows Ian. Yes. Super calm, nice guy. He really is. Super calm, yeah. nice guy. He flipped the bug <laughs> out. And so to this day, when I think of Halo 3, I that memory is entwined in my, for my entire life. That's an amazing memory. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I would have flipped out funny. too. <laughs> a little con- like, like in context, the Mets had never thrrown a no-hitter up until like like a season or two ago in their yeah. 50 year history. Yeah. So being in the ninth inning was like, oh my god, this is actually note we're Mets fans. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, crazy moment. No more derailing, I promise. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, we'll do a, a little bit of pimping. Uh, so we are at talking underscore games. You can reach us at talking games at talkingcomicbooks.com. We don't have that email address yet. Just do podcast at talking comics. Podcast. Sorry, I'm, I'm, and I'll forward it to you guys. Okay. So <laughs> um, we also have a bunch of the shows to listen to. Um, the Talking Comics podcast, mm-hmm. which Bobby is the very handsome host of. Thank you. We have uh, the Misfits podcast, which is at the Misfits. The underscore Underscore Misfits, 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 um, which is a female-centric show. Mm -hmm. We have at uh, Talking Movies, which is at Movies Movies Talking. Talking, uh, All these Twitters were taken. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I'll just uh, say say for everybody, this is our... uh, our 11th episode and we just want to thank everybody for listening and for all the support um we have like a small little community going um and uh, we're, we're making new friends um our profiles our, our gamer tags are are all on uh on the forums yeah and they're on the uh, every every single post for the show yeah there th- there's a link to them there so you can check them out and so definitely reach out to us interact with us uh we've been getting a lot more twitter interaction so we appreciate it we just want to thank everybody uh for listening to us and uh, we're going to be around doing this uh, next week is Mario Kart 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I will not be here. I will be in the land of Disney with my family. No, you're not. You're hiding in your basement because you don't want to get beaten at Mario Kart. Yeah. Right? That's the truth. Seriously? You want to start? <laughs> God, I can't wait to play you in Smash Brothers. <laughs> um, so that'll do it for us. So for my friends here, Jackie, Rob, and Bobby, I am Justin. This is Talking Games. And please remember to take care of your horses. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>